0: Good evening, everybody. Good evening. We gather on a Wednesday, a hump day, getting over the hump together. Well, 6.57 p.m., and I am going to be doing a few things with you tonight. I have a little bit that really just dropped into my lap this morning and then, of course, got worse as I realized that uh, it, it, was, it was a lot more widespread than I thought. And that is, of course, the politicking that was being done across sports radio today about the uh, recent gun violence um, events. Gun violence. Because, of course, that's the hyper focus on everything. That's the, that's the big thing gun violence. So I wanted to just talk about sports radio a little bit, and then I want to get into more clips from the World Economic Forum in Davos, which is really like, it is, I mean, we make jokes, but I don't think they're really jokes. These are the arch villains of our time, probably all time, because they come from very tightly controlled bloodlines. But the arch villain conference out there in Davos is is yielding some incredible, incredible sound bites and discussions and everything else. That's why I named tonight's show "Save a Horse, Ride a Conspiracy Theorist." Because I mean, there's a a running a running uh, joke. That the difference between conspiracy theory and reality is about maybe six months or so there's no le- there's no theories left there's nothing there's nothing to even have fun with sometimes it, it would be like cozy it would co- be cozy to talk about these things even though if if any of the things that we spoke about were true even to the uh, the, the slightest degree it would mean that we are set to be collateral damage in one of the worst worst plots supernatural plots that you can you could possibly come up with, but still it was cozy to talk about things talk about a lurking evil behind every lamppost and, and perhaps we have a little bit of a leg up on it and we can see something coming and perhaps we can take things into our own hands and prepare in certain ways and make our pamphlets and have our secret knocks on the door and you know, almost like we're living through uh, some of the best episodes of X-Files or something it's got that kind of a a feeling to it well that was before that was before um now the conspiracy theory the the fake the fake because that's what it, it all comes down to you say conspiracy theory these days and they it it, it almost sounds like it's a, it's a joke and you're not it's not real well that's not that's not true at all but if we're going to take that trope then the real conspiracy theory is that Oh, everything's fine, and uh, this is just the natural flow of things. And humanity is this volatile naturally, and that there is a uh, th- there's a, a wonderful place to escape into in the loving arms of those thespians in Hollywood and college sports and all that stuff. That's the conspiracy theory world. That's the world that doesn't exist. That's for sure. And I think a lot of the people who live in those world, in that world that isn't really part of any of the decision-making um, That's where I think is really at the root of listening to some of these sports talk people and and, uh, and And head coaches lay down commentary on what happened in Texas the other day because um, I Mean their world is a fantasy. I'm sure that they have real lives and they they they, they pay attention to things other than sports, but obviously not that much it's a fantasy and when you're supposed to be part of the bread and circus of of society and and you know the cotton candy and and cracker jacks uh part of society giving people something fun and entertaining and uh to to look at yeah it must be it must be really tough must be really tough to come out of that bubble and then uh And be emotional, because we are all human, and that's what we're listening to now. We're listening to a lot of emotional people who are otherwise very ignorant, probably intelligent in their own right. I don't know any of them personally, but extremely ignorant. And we have to talk about that, because this show has been about cultural commentary and all that other stuff since the beginning. So, welcome, ladies and gents. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, Let me get to... Let me get to one thing real quick, and that is, hold on, I'll put that on, I'll save that song for another day, that is this, I want, as a part of my, oh, actually, no, I forgot, second half of the show tonight, Matteo Lundgren, you remember Matteo Lundgren, he came on with me and Rob a couple of months ago on a Thursday night to talk about Cobb Therapy, all-natural living, talking about building things from the earth, and it's, it's, it's a, been a big part of people's people's uh, a- ambitious drive toward independence and off-grid living and uh, and preparing for any kind of scenario that um, that would put anybody else that's in any way, shape, or form dependent on the system and all its subsidiary systems. In really hard shape. Well, Matteo Lundgren is coming on in like the last half hour of the show tonight to talk about some events that he has coming up for anybody out there who is interested in furthering these uh, the interest that they have in all natural lifestyles and bringing that to the next level. So we got that. Also, remember all of the super chats uh, tonight from the Tippa stream. I got to get the the uh, link out there. In fact, what I got to do is I got to go buy a domain that I can forward this link to so it's not so long and ridiculous that's what I'll do but all the tip of streams for this week are going to ouramazinggrace.net the fund the foundation set up by Mr. Scott Shara and his family in loving memory of their daughter Grace we heard their story last week heart-wrenching and uh, that's what this audience and myself are going to be doing to contribute to that aside from all all of the, the i mean this audience has already reached out to them and sent prayers and videos and so many other things so it's been great it's a great audience and on that real quick anybody that is on patreon as a spot i have to put this out there because i don't expect anybody to really be watching any of their inboxes and stuff on patreon or subscribe star i know a lot of you if you see a show that you wanna support, like this one, and you go and you, 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 you pledge $1 a month, $5, $10, and you just say, this is this is my contribution to new media and I love Frank's show and, and this is it. So you pledge and you walk away and you just expect that it's gonna to continue to contribute. Well, for some reason, Patreon in particular, because I don't have this problem anywhere else, Patreon in particular, has uh issues with people where they they need to every once in a while I, I guess they need all their payment information updated like uh expiration dates things like that if cards do get changed out we don't have that problems anywhere else but right now we have nearly 300 people who are in decline for really simple reasons like like i said expiration dates who probably think that they're still sponsoring the show. And I do my best to send out my own messages on Patreon because it's, uh, I, I, obviously, they don't do notifications well. But I just feel so bad and uh, for pe- people who think that they're, they're contributing, but they're not. And also, it's a significant number of people. If they are, all, all were current with, with the show as sponsors, man, we would be we would be in a much different position right now. So um, I, uh, I appreciate you all so much, and maybe consider moving over to Subscribestar or directly through quitefrankly.tv on the Sponsor Us section, because we don't have those problems there. So just letting you know, letting you know. Thank you so much again and again. All right, here we go. One thing for the, for the show tonight in the grab bag is this. I saw a Vice article. Headline, AI, AI inventing its own culture and passing it on to humans, sociologists find. I said, what could possibly be in this? Algorithms could increasingly influence human behavior and culture, even though we don't have a good understanding of how they interact with us or each other, because it's all subliminal. It's all subliminal. Search engine manipulation. You want to talk about how it, it, how it could affect political culture alone and voting habits. So I said, what are they going to uh, tip us off to tonight? A new study shows that humans can learn new things from artificial intelligence systems and pass them on to other humans in ways, in ways that could potentially influence wider human culture. Uh, The study, published on Monday by a group of researchers at the Center for Human and Machines at the Max Planck Institute for Human Development, suggested that while humans can learn from algorithms how to better solve certain problems, human biases prevented performance improvements from lasting as long as expected. Humans tended to prefer solutions from other humans over those proposed by algorithms because they were more intuitive or were less costly up front, even if they paid off more later digital technology already influences the processes of social transmission among people by providing new and faster means of communication and imitation the researchers write in the study going one step further we argue that rather than a mere means of cultural transmission such as books or the internet algorithmic agents and ai may also play an active role in shaping cultural evolution processes online where humans and algorithms routinely interact You don't say. Some of your best friends online are probably robots. Hate to break it to you. (laughs) The crux of this research rests on a relatively simple question. If social learning or the ability of humans to learn from one another forms the basis of how humans transmit social uh, culture or solve problems collectively, what would social learning look like between humans and algorithms? Considering scientists don't always know and often can't reproduce how their own algorithms work or improve The idea that machine learning could influence human learning and sel- and culture itself throughout generations is a frightening one. Oh, I know uh, Because there's plenty to, to already examine in that respect plenty of subject matter there's a concept called cumulative cultural evolution where we say that each generation is always pulling up on the next generation, all throughout human history. Levin Brinkman, one of the researchers who worked on the study, told Motherboard, Obviously, AI is pulling up on human history. They're trained on human data, but we also found it interesting to think about the other way around, that maybe in the future our human culture would be built upon solutions, which have been found originally by an algorithm. One early example cited in the research is, uh, is Go, a Chinese strategy board game that saw an algorithm, AlphaGo, beat the human world champion Lee Sedol in 2016. AlphaGo made moves that were extremely unlikely to be made by human players and were learned via self-play instead of analyzing human gameplay data. The algorithm was made public in 2017, and such moves have become more common among human players, suggesting that a hybrid form of social learning between humans and algorithms was not only possible but durable. Well, you know, that's the other thing here. Uh, I, I don't. I, that, in that respect, I don't know. A uh, some kind of an artificial brain, something that's been programmed to play. Games and and solve problems like that in a, in a strategic like chess or something to see all different types of possibilities play out at once and be able to calculate by by means of some kind of a supercomputer in milliseconds what we would have to really just sit back and be pensive about and look at and, and examine. I don't I don't see that as I mean I understand that they're they're giving us an example here but we take. Examples and we take guidance from so many things when developing our own culture for example And if Rob uh, were here, he'd be able to attest to it and talk to it and all the conversations we've had over the years uh, Learning about um, kung fu and martial arts from him And we get to uh, talk about this stuff But you know to to see how human beings have even through martial arts which is very cultural very ethnic Uh, when you talk about Kung Fu and and Chinese culture, but how they have taken so much just from the mannerisms and the spirit of animals. So to be able to observe and learn and incorporate that into human interaction or uh, human, um, uh, any kind of uh, human exercise, mental, spiritual, physical development, combat, all that stuff... We learn I mean, yeah, we take it we observe and we learn so if if a computer is going to beat us With a move that we could not have conceived of in chess, then obviously we're going to okay. Definitely. I'll I'll do that I wouldn't say that would be a cultural shift though. I, I understand that if you have this technology that's being is increasingly harder and harder to, to distinguish from human beings because we're doing less and less interacting face-to-face and more interacting screen-to-screen, which at that point, there's less to really go by as to whether or not you're actually dealing with a human entity. Then I can see how conversations, um, humor, uh, I don't know, uh, other things, uh, human events, social commentary, whatever the hell it is, you can astroturf. You astro- this is what the FBI does already. They get into comment sections on social media platforms and they employ armies of bots or agents that pretty much astroturf in an overwhelming consensus on one subject or another, drawing conclusions and drawing one consensus, one conclusion to either, um, uh, I don't know, um, dismiss any other conclusion to make it a little bit harder for people to voice alternative ideas or anything like that or to just give people a starting point so astroturfing goes on all the time i can i can definitely see how that would influence culture because it already has it already has um but then again there's this is only the start of it still it's it's in its infancy even though we've been around this for a couple of decades already it's still in its infancy one more paragraph since it's already 7:15 this is all we had for this uh, we already know uh, that algorithms can do and uh, can and do uh, significantly affect humans. They're not only used to control workers and citizens in physical workplaces, but also control workers on digital platforms and influence the behavior of individuals who use them. Even studies of algorithms have previewed the worrying case uh, with which these systems can be used to dabble in phrenology and ph- uh, physiognomy. A federal review of facial recognition algorithms in 2019 found that they were rife with racial biases, one 2020 Nature paper user machine learning to track historical changes, and how trustworthiness has been depicted in portraits but created diagrams indistinguishable from well-known phrenology booklets and offered universal conclusions from a data set limited to European portraits of wealthy subjects. Yeah, and some of those um, some of those those face ID technologies in, in China, um, they, they they couldn't distinguish between faces and they, they start crying that the telephones were racist because everybody's face was opening up everybody's face. <laughs> I'm telling you, AI could be could be a hilarious double-edged sword. For those of us who have really no power, but are are playing observer here and trying to just hunker down with, with people of you know, with people who are discerning and, and, um, and, and just want to be with a sane crowd. If we must ride into the sunset like this, there's going to be a lot of funny, funny stuff there because you can't, you can't program computers to be ridiculous because then you, you're, you're programming it with broken code. You're, you, how can you pre-program a computer to go out there and do things uh, without picking up on some based elements of society? To see statistics for what they are, to see that uh, some people look alike. I, I don't know. AI could be incredibly funny and uh, and based, if you think about it. I don't know. There might be a couple more things to laugh about in years to come. That's all I have to say. But uh, we spoke about this before. I'm sure it'll come up again. In fact, some of the subjects of tonight's show, the arch-villains at Davos, they, sp- they speak very highly of some of the technology that will make this article really, really elevate to its scariest level of fruition. And what, what do I mean by that? That algorithmically especially when you're talking about our interactions and business and Relationships and everything being more and more digitized that if we ever get to a point And you know that there are hundreds of millions of idiots out there who will eventually and if they don't do it Their children will think about it who will eventually allow the chip to be put into their brain Okay once once That interface, which right now for the most part, even though we're still addicted to it, it's in our palm, we can put it down, we can walk away. But once that interface, which is already changing the way we see the world because of the way that the internet is set up and stacked against us, once that is married to our brains and every thought you have comes with a fact check from Google, holy hell, it's the end of humanity because it's the end of all objectivity and it's the end of all hope for truly independent thought. So yeah, it's a, it's a pretty horrifying proposition. So we will be right back. Don't go anywhere. Share the show far and wide. If you don't share it, ain't nobody going to see it. Share it everywhere. Whether you're watching this live or on demand, we will be right back. Thank you for everything.
1: Have you any idea how su- su- successful censorship, censorship is on TV? Don't, don't know the answer? Hmm. Successful, isn't it? <laughs>
0: have you every day is a build-up to this every day every work day is a build-up to seven o'clock for me and then afterwards oh man I got home last night I got home I got home last night and I told Lauren we have to talk about this maybe later on the week because I'll give people a couple a couple extra days to watch it but we watched the mid-season finale yeah that's a thing now no show out there just gives you a final season anymore. Or, or, or a final... Yeah, they, nobody gives you a, a final season to end a series anymore. If a series is coming to an end and they're doing the final season, they break up the final season into two halves and they separate it by months. Just do two last seasons. So last night was the mid oh Monday was the mid-season finale for Better Call Saul. And oh my god... Just uh, I I knew something like that was coming. Uh, I'm, I can't say anything because it's only 48 hours old. I'm gonna, I I don't want to spoil it. We'll do it later on in the week. That's another important part of the show, talking about uh, movies and um, and things you've watched and and music and all of that. But yeah, that's coming to a an end. Now we don't know anything that's going to have cliffhanger until July 11th. So. Holy, 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 man. Kind of bottomed me out last night. But anyway, this morning was very nice. Woke up this morning and went and grabbed my wife and grabbed my daughter and put them into the car. I I walk out with both of them, one in each arm. I actually carry them both out. And I put them into the car and we went out for breakfast. And silly me, silly me, thinking that I could flip the radio on real quick, because we were, you know, it's a short ride, and I flipped the radio on real quick, and I put on WFAN, New York Sports Radio. And silly me thinking that I can tune in to New York sports radio for a, a few moments of mindless sports talk just because the Yankees had a nice win the night before, a walk-off win in the 11th inning last night. And I just wanted to see whoever on the on the morning show, how they were breaking down, what, what went on. And, you know, they, if you're a sports fan, then you know that. Uh If there's a big win, you like to peek into sports, uh, sometimes sports radio or something the next day to hear and bask in the glory, the victory, and talk about all the things that went right and whatever. And if you you ever suffered a really bad loss as a fan, then you know that after maybe about a week or so after that loss, especially if it's a a season-ending loss, you avoid all media altogether because you just don't want to get pissed off. Anyway, it's a nice little spring morning. I put it on for a second and I turned it off. 10 seconds later because I I get immediately blasted from a fire hose of some alpha blue-pilled idiot, meathead idiot, demanding the Senate, the United States Senate act on gun control right now. They they and they must have all been reading from the same sheet because it wasn't until I got home and just settled into my daily routine of, you know, looking through feeds and and, and reading things I had set aside the day before and seeing what comes together and booking guests and, and just strategizing for the show today and, and other days. It wasn't until I got home and I, I, I immersed myself in all that until I started seeing the other clips. Other clips from other sports. They, they called in all the banners. All the banners. Here is... Some, many of you out there probably know who this is. He really uh, got big here in New York at the fan when he was co-hosting with Mike Francesa, this is Chris Russo, Chris Mad Dog Russo, and he took a little time away from his show to talk about the shooting at an elementary school in Texas. I want you to listen to this because it's pretty much the same damn thing you're hearing everywhere else, and I'm, spe- I'm specifically zeroing in on sports and entertainment media. Who have have recruited themselves into this mess? Now, listen to this. Just a few minutes, a few seconds. Abbott, the
2: governor, and again, I put it right down the middle. Cruz, that senator, and how about the representative of that community that were in, in West San Antonio and West in West Texas? They all voted no on gun control deals in March. They voted no on it. And then Adam yesterday
3: gives me this big deal about how we're heartbroken. Well, you had a
0: chance to do something about it and you did nothing. What, what, what would have been done? You you mumbling, drooling idiot. He he and he Listen, I I I was a fan a fan of his for a long time. I, I just don't watch him. You know, I, I don't watch him. I know he's out there. This doesn't make me not. A fan. He's just an emotional, ignorant man. That's just really what this is. So I, I, I try to not, I'm trying to not feel so much disdain for people, but that's just what this is. And it goes on.
2: And where are they going on Friday, half of them? To an NAR convention in- NRA. Houston, Texas. To crying out loud.
0: So what does that mean? Houston,
2: Texas. It's absolutely absurd. America, shape up, wake up, and do something. I don't care what it is, and yes, there are a million reasons. Why we have all these
0: 18-year-old kids who feel disconnected. Okay, great, Chris. So let's start with those million reasons, because that's really what's going on here. Let's start with a million reasons. That's really what's going on here. Now, he's a, he's a drooling, irate, emotional, and in this, in this case, completely useless man. Here's another one. This guy, Steve Kerr, I guess he's a, a head coach for the, for the Golden State Warriors in the NBA. Listen to this.
1: Um, I'm not going to talk about basketball. Nothing's uh, happened with our team in the last six hours. We're going to start the same way tonight. Um, any basketball questions uh, don't matter. Um, since we left shoot-around, 14 children were killed 400 miles from here. And a, and a teacher. And in the last 10 days, we've had... Elderly black people killed in a supermarket in Buffalo. We've had Asian churchgoers killed in Southern California, and now we have children murdered at school. When are we going to do something?
0: Now, okay. So he, he goes on, and uh, he's he's very upset, and everything he lists is perfectly reasonable to be upset about. It's a glimpse into hell, the way that we're living. It's a it's a glimpse into hell, 100%. But um, again, this is somebody who is out of his depth. Something uh, he, he's he's ignorant, but very frustrated. And especially when you're talking about loss of life of children, this is this is part of the game.
1: I'm tired. I'm I'm so tired of getting up here and. Offering condolences to to the devastated families that are out there. I'm so tired of the. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm tired of the moments of silence. Enough. There's 50 senators here. We go right now who refuse to vote on HR8, which is a background check rule that the House passed a couple of years ago. Yeah.
0: Right. Right. What would federal? What would more federal background checks do to prevent this from happening again? And that's where it comes into. Now, that, that, those are the only clips that I have for you from people in the sports world pretending to, to have something worthy of saying outside of the fact that everybody is completely justified in, in, in feeling pain when you see innocent people die under any circumstance. And we know that the circumstances are aplenty. So you have these clueless, well-meaning people, ignorant people, and the more agitated they get, the, 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 then, then they start becoming, then, then you can start taking pot shots at them, when they start getting uh, derogatory and everything else. It's one thing just to be confused and, and, to, and to be wondering frantically, and be desperate for answers as to why the country you grew up into has turned into a war zone, has turned into a, 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 a cold war zone where it is nothing but people sizing each other up, victim oppressor, uh, it, it, it's, it's, unru- it's unreal. So if you're older than 35 years old, yeah, everybody has a little bit of a reason to be completely aghast at the way that we're living and wondering how it's happened. Because I'll tell you, it's not normal. It's not normal. And guns have been around for a very long time. You could go back in time go back in time and prevent the Chinese from inventing black powder and it would still, it would still not be the deciding factor in what is happening to us today, all right? So you, 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 we, we look at these people and I listen to it on the radio for 10 seconds and I turn it off and we just do something else in the short car ride to the diner and listening to this is, that's all on top of the fact we have to deal with these people. That's it. Dealing with people like Steve Kerr, and, and Chris Russo, and whoever the hell was on the fan this morning, that is a burden that is exclusively ours. That's on top of the fact that humanity is, is under full-on attack, and that children are once again the main targets there. You know, if they're not being aborted or trafficked or having their brains turned to mashed potatoes by gender-bending Marxists in school, then they're being mowed down by psychopaths and used to discourage the only thing that we have for protection, and that is ourselves. That's ourselves. And these people like Chris Russo, they think they're helping, but they're not. And they're, they're they're just frustrated and horrified, and like I said before, rightfully so, because this is a vision of hell. But we, we, ha- we have the added burden of having to live around people who are just playing hot potato with the news cycle. And it, it's constantly, we're constantly listening to these people purity test each other to see how well within the bounds of acceptable opinion they can express themselves. That's all we, that, that is our added burden there. And it's, it's incredible again, even though we talk about it all the time, it doesn't get any less incredible. The seamless flow from COVID to shilling for proxy wars that they have no clue how it all got started, to abortion again and, 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 and wearing the pussy hats, to guns, this seamless flow. It's like watching the tides come in and out. You can set your watch to it. Seamless flow. And the Senate, the Senate needs to they have to take up a vote. What are they gonna vote on, you Gavone? What are they going to vote on? And I, I, I just wanna be clear. I want to be clear again, it's not outrageous that people who do one thing for a living have opinions about other things that impact society as a whole. That's not what I'm talking about here. But if you don't actually know anything other than how events make you feel, then stick to calls for prayer and condolences and stop making vague demands that authorities go outside of their delegated powers to act unilaterally on any issue. Somebody do something. Will somebody do something? What the fuck does that mean? Background checks. Background. They don't. They don't know what they're talking about. It's definitely not the guns. I mean, I've been a gun owner for years now, and I have yet to see my shotgun come to life at night like it's Toy Story and kill somebody. I mean, you want to induce some dead air with them. I'll tell you what you do. All you have to do is ask a very simple question. What laws would you like to see passed that would have prevented one tragedy or another? All these tragedies, what law would you like to see passed? Because they'll realize, Oh, I mean, everything they're gonna ask for is already out. They'll either be silent They'll defer to the experts to figure that one out, and they just, they just, they just can't stand seeing people uh, death reported and bodies stacked on television all the time. Or they'll say something stupid and extreme like gun confiscation, all the guns got to go, which would just be ironic because it would require a massive military operation to undertake. Okay? That's, that's what we're dealing with here. And in the case of mass shootings... They may list a litany of laws that are already on the books, which brings us back to the main issue here that people like our courageous sports talk broadcasters of America don't acknowledge, but we acknowledge it here all the time, that this culture is designed in its current state right now, not the way it was, not even 30 years ago, but in its current state right now, this culture is designed to produce tragedy after tragedy. Through the prescribing of these ridiculous drugs, the SSRIs, the broken homes, the wholesale government dependency, the hopelessness, the 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 learned helplessness, helplessness, the uh, the, the and then of course, not to mention we have a domestic military operation that is our media, that amplifies amplifies these tragedies. It, encu- it psychologically encourages more people to go out and do it, if not triggering them into action from one uh, form of programming or another. And not to mention, again, that uh, practically 100% of these murderers are previously known to law enforcement and have been, have been uh, taken aside, have been acknowledged by their school systems, and nothing. So, we live in a country with those types of problems. And the best that any of these people can come up with as a solution is to make the innocent even more vulnerable to the psychopaths of the future. And you say, well, Frank, what do you want? You want teachers armed? Why not? At least a few of them for Christ's sake. I mean, get rid of some of the cross-dressers and bring in a few veterans to walk the halls at least. I don't know. I mean, that's, uh, if you're just talking about immediate security for those who are already in school, that's not a long-term fix, of course. That's not a long-term fix. And I'll tell you what's not a fix is making innocent people even more vulnerable than they are to psychopaths of the future. But this is what happens when you have reasonably irritated, frustrated, frightened, horrified people who have already been taught that they really have no power in in the uh, in the situation and that if you want anything done you have to ask your masters in government to do it for you and to pop a pacifier into your mouth and that's why we have the Chris Russo's that we have and of course there are tens of thousands of I don't know maybe maybe a a few of them are bots they get passed around on on uh on social media and everybody's like wow wow he's really got it why because he's angry? Because he's going on a rant. There is, there is literal llama shit coming out of his mouth. And then you have this. We go from the well-meaning yet dumb oafs. Who only know how to ask for the pacifier from government. And then you have the political class. Who are literally carrying water for Satan himself. Here is Beto O'Rourke. Who shows up uh, at a press conference. You might have seen it already that governor Abbott in Texas was holding and uh, he tries to make some sort of a political splash of course the crazies the 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 the, the, cra- the craziest that you can find on the left told that this was very heroic and a great thing for him to have done but of course he's just he's um he's stumping on the on the memory of the dead and that's what this is
1: Excuse me. Excuse me. Stop. Excuse me. Stop this. <laughs> Excuse me. Sit, sit down. You're out of you're out of line hey, and an embarrassment. Sit, sit, hey, after, sit, don't sit down. Get The next shooting is right now, and you are doing nothing. No, you need to stop, get his now. ass out of here. This is the place to talk to So this is totally predictable when you. Sir, mean, you're, you're, out out sir you're out of line. Sir, you are out of line. I'm sir. You are out of line. Please leave this auditorium. I can't believe you're a sick son of a bitch that would come to a deal like this to make a political issue.
0: There you go. That's how you launch a campaign. That's how you launch a campaign. You just wait around, because like I said, it's a society that will always produce tragedies that can then be turned into political or converted into political wedge issues or based on political wedge issues. And then you do that. You do that. Like that, that, that goofy, lanky, Dumb bastard! That dumb bastard! That son of a motherless goat, Beto O'Rourke. What a dumb bastard! Uh, I saw Rich Barris retweet this this uh, this little uh, thought from one Rabbi Yakov Menkin who said the same people who are calling for America to ban legal guns and rely on police today are the people who issued calls to defund the police in 2020 and insisted on keeping the border porous for illegal gun imports in 2021. Do you find this troubling? Everybody should. Everybody should. And I think the most troubling thing about it is that even though this is very real and it's it's all on the books and this is what we're dealing with, you're not going to make any kind of headway with them. I mean, that, that's why we're—I don't—I'm um, just laying down this for sake of conversation here, but there's not going to be very many um, opinions swayed. It is what it is. Certainly not talking about the details of this latest incident in, in Texas, because what's the point? By the time we digest it all, something else is going to happen, if, of course, that is, that is the time— in the cycle of the tides, where we're talking about that again. It might be hurricane season by that time. You know? Before you know it, it'll be September. Then we're going to be talking about climate change and Gaia again. How we've upset Gaia with our voting habits. So, that's what we have on that respect. Now I want to jump over to the World Economic Forum, because this is... These clips I'm going to play for you right now are just incredible. Just incredible. Just incredible. The first one I have for you over here is Susan Wojcicki, I think that's her name, of YouTube, the CEO of YouTube, sister of the bloodsucker at 23andMe. Well, uh, she wanted to throw in her two cents as far as uh, how YouTube is contributing to the fighting of the information war. Here you go. A lot of talk about censorship here.
4: What we're really seeing in this conflict is that information does play a key role, that there can't, information can be weaponized, and that's why we wanted to focus so much on, on making sure that we both have the right policies and the enforcement associated with that. The reason we are still serving in Russia, and we believe that that is important, is that we're able to, to deliver independent news into Russia.
0: Oh, that's right. So she, she's there. Yeah, that's right. We're, YouTube is the saving grace of Russia, don't you know? But, but she's talking to the, the echo chamber of echo chambers. So that's just a little bit on that. Now we have this woman, Julie Inman. She's from Australia, so you know she's smart. She tells the WEF attendees that we need to recalibrate what we think about freedom of speech due to polarization. Polarization.
3: We are finding ourselves in a place um, where we're, we have increasing polarization everywhere <laughs> and everything feels binary when it doesn't need to be, so I think we're going to have to think about a recalibration of a whole range of human rights that are playing out online, you know, from freedom of speech to the freedom to you know to be free from on- online violence.
0: So the freedom to be free from online violence, man, what, is that? what does that entail? I would love to be free from the threat of online violence. Who can do that for me? But um i I, I just what the hell's going on? I don't think that was Inman, by the way. I don't think that was Inman. She didn't sound Australian, but that's what was on this uh, the video description. But uh yeah, we have to because re- because it's so polarizing right now, we need to recalibrate what we think about free speech, and why would that be? Because one pole, one side of the bipolar reality, doesn't want the other side to exist. They want to be unipolar, one po- one point. they want the the two poles to become one point that's That's what the polarization is about. They don't want that to happen anymore. Now we have a little something from one Helen E. Clark. This is just incredible. She is aware of the dwindling public support for COVID restrictions. And now she says we need to really hurry up and recapture all of that window of opportunity we thought we had to completely twist the world into something new and something that we are solely in control of the sound clips and i know these are not just manipulated sound bites they're long you can you can put them into i mean you're going to be watching hours and hours of footage but this is this is the mindset and it's on full display but everybody you know especially the uh, americans most people are just being distracted by all the jingling toys and all the horror around them and meanwhile here are what the really the real moneyed interests on the planet are doing? They are making public plans for our future.
5: The reality is that political resolve to fight COVID is waning. Popular support for measures is is waning.
0: No, 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 no. The, the resolve of COVID of being anything other than a fucking seasonal allergy is waning. That's the real problem. People have already gotten it once
5: or twice at this point. You know, people are over covid the problem is it's not done with us but we're in danger of oh no, you're not done with it
0: see but but they're, they're playing this is like a uh, off broadway production now they're in the middle of they're they're larping they're role playing but they love it because they're they're at this point it's so um it's so it's so ingrained in their being they believe the lies they believe the reasoning as to why they need to keep Keep the crown on their head. This is a very, very delicate yet passionate thing for them. They believe everything that they're saying.
5: Are over COVID. The problem is it's not done with us, but we're in danger of losing this moment for transformative uh, change. And let's face it, people are still. You heard that
0: we're, we're, we're in danger of losing this moment for transformative change. You know what that moment entails: the ability to hold everybody down by the scruff of their neck. And stick needles in their ass, put face coverings on them, tell them when they can or cannot leave the house, tell them how they vote, completely remake everything about domestic policy, completely take away all the cash that is in their wallets and give them a chip in their arms and and a digital allowance. That's what they're talking about here. That's the opportunity. These evil, evil people
5: or transformative uh, change. And let's face it, people are still dying in significant numbers every, every day. People are still no. developing long COVID every day. Uh, low-income countries are uh, uh, horribly, horribly under, under-vaccinated. under We've got issues here and now. I think another reason is that the package of things that has to happen is trans-sector. And there hasn't yet been uh, an effort to try and bring together a, a head of state and government level focus on the range of things that needs to be done. We said this needs a special session at the General Assembly, it needs to negotiate a negotiated political declaration that brings the different threads together. We're talking not just the WHO and health ecosystem, we're talking the WTOs, we're talking the IFIs, we're talking the wide range of... Foundations players uh, in the space, and so a, a lot of people are doing bits and pieces, but it's not looking like a coordinated push to get transformational change.
0: No, oh, there you go. They, they they have not been, they haven't been centralizing their approach too much. There's a lot of people out there that 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 want to see their worldview uh, vision coming together, but I don't know, I don't know. They're just they're not having an easy enough time. See, there are no theories, ladies and gentlemen. There are only conspiracies. At least in this stage of the game. There are no theories. Only Zool. And now here you go. This is another minute and a half between Schwab, Klaus Schwab, and this guy Borla, who is the CEO of Pfizer, I believe. Here he goes on to say uh, they're commiserating with each other how they're both targets of anti-vaccine movements and so-called conspiracy people. Here we go.
4: With a vaccine, we knew that there's a very fanatic group of anti-vaxxers that will go after us no matter what. They will claim that the sun didn't go up because people were vaccinated and that created issues with the crop, so I'm suing you. And one thing it is to sue you in the U.S. Another thing is to sue you in a country where the legal system is not up to that standard, or in Switzerland, right? So I think that's behind us. Uh, everything went okay, and now I think we can move on.
0: I think that's behind us. Everything went okay. There are countless thousands dead. The VAERS system, which is accurate to a degree of 1% to 10% of the total... That has been estimated 1 to 10% of uh, any total situation Is already showing over 20,000 people in this country have died Over a million, a million uh, adverse reactions may, um, Many of them permanent Neurological Millions of adverse reactions all over the world uh, God knows how many hundreds of thousands are dead God knows But that's all behind them Look, look at how, how happy How happy That's all behind them We can move on now We can move on now. These oddly shaped toad men. These oddly shaped toad men. And I I will say it over and over again about Klaus Schwab, his family, his past. He is, we're talking card-carrying Nazis. And now here he is at the end of his life holding the torch that was passed to him by his father. He has been able to do so much so much that Hitler could only have dreamed of. And once again, I'll say it over and over again, without firing a shot, a single shot, not a single shot has been fired. And look at what this man and his cohorts have been able to do to the planet.
4: I think we were, we were <laughs> both uh, targets of the anti-vaccine movements and uh, conspiracy uh, people. Uh, claiming that I had triple, I wondered what it is, triple COVID. Well, I think you got uh, hundreds of thousands of clicks and so on. Uh, I know you were also target. Um, I read one day what was arrested by FBI. Yeah, same happened to me. And there are pictures, pictures of me and the FBI officers. Yeah. I don't know how. Yeah. But I never said. The surprising thing it is that the same publication I found out because I had published, the previous one that was arrested was The Pope <laughs> by <thereby> FBI. <laughs> so ridiculous, yeah. <clears throat> so we are a good company, yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least I was in good company, <laughs> yeah. But...
0: They're... Um, I, and by the way, this is the guy who U.S. intelligence agencies came to him. And told him that dark forces were after him. That they're up against dark forces. If we weren't we weren't in line with the um, with the the great experiment. We were we were those dark forces. So for this to be going on for this to be going on and for us to be so hamstrung is, is truly is truly frustrating. That's the most frustrating thing I can say about all of this. Because how many people have you seen in one way or another gone on to to, to have all of these, these these fantasies about being able to go back in time and and prevent a Stalin or a Hitler or some other you know um, some other dubious character from history to ever attain power or to expose them, to stop them, to make sure that their parents never met and therefore no conception? These people while everybody is chasing the ghosts of the Confederacy around here, trying to continue the, uh, the Civil War in the United States, changing high schools and Virginia's name, they want re- to uh, uh, rename Fort Bragg, they want to rename this fort, everything. It- it's ridiculous. They're chasing ghosts over here in the U.S., patting themselves on the back for being social justice warriors. And meanwhile, this is open and naked. And even though it's being done in very posh settings and they're all sitting around in their very expensive suits with their, their, their uh, legs crossed and they're talking about you know, bringing stability here and there, if you think about what is necessary, the resources that need to be marshaled and the civil rights that need to be seized, altered, augmented in any way, shape or form to, to bring it to pass, it is nothing less of world domination. Nothing less. Nothing short of it. But uh, we, can't, we can't see that deeply, uh, apparently. You guys can, of course. But can't see that deeply, apparently. All right. I'm going to go on a quick break for intermission. When we come back, taking your calls and, uh, and taking that one down to the bottom of the hour, when we will then bring on our guest for the last leg of the show, just to let you know, about all the good stuff that he's doing and what's available to you guys and gals who have been thinking about getting yourself outside of where you are and into a little bit more of a manageable and truly sustainable. And when I say that, I'm not talking from a U.N. Agenda 2030 sustainability standpoint. I'm talking about it's you, it's your, it's your, uh, your homestead, and it's nature. And it's not, not commie either. It's just natural. Oh boy. Where do we go from here? All right, don't go anywhere. Wherever the hell you go, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
1: Welcome
6: to Intermission.
1: We'll, We'll be right back. Yeah, intermission.
0: now entering quite frankly quite frankly quite frankly quite frankly
6: quite frankly
0: quite frankly quite
4: frankly quite frankly quite frankly quite frankly quite
2: frankly
5: quite frankly
2: quite frankly 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 we all support quite frankly
0: thank you ladies and gentlemen for sticking around and i um want to thank you all for for the gifts for the wonderful contributions to the show not only through the super chats the the many forms of super chats but also through the 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 paypal i love writing back to everybody individually i love these exchanges and um it just feeds me it really feeds the soul, the, the kindness, the generosity. So thank you all for that. And also remember, it's so important, as you know, to, and to support independent media that you enjoy, no matter who it is. So at the bare minimum, please remember to go onto iTunes and give this show five stars, to leave a nice review there, to share it around. We're on Spotify as well. You can get everything else you need at QuiteFrankly.tv. Especially on the sponsor us section where you can weigh out all of your options to contribute to the bottom line here And I have slots open that have uh, that had just opened up after a, a while for pen pals for postcard sponsors I just got a new pen pal the other day Can't wait to write them their first letter uh, po- uh, Polaroid sponsors and many more on subscribe star especially going to start pushing that a little bit more than others but um, also on quite frankly TV that you can subscribe directly through there monthly, and that's for that's for people who really just you, you get some perks there, but not specialty perks because the platform doesn't support it like others. So everybody that subscribes to quitefrankly.tv gets a email of a weekly link to the Sunday stream for sponsors. It's an unlisted link. It's a nice little private gathering that we do on Sunday afternoons. It's a lot of fun. And then there's also priority messaging You can email me anytime I'll follow you back on Twitter if you have that or you know I guess I can follow people back on other places that they're on so it's a follow back but the uh, open line of communication and the Sunday streams is a base minimum for everybody so thank you all for that and we have great merchandise there's a P.O. box up there I love doing unwrappings and things unboxings they call that so good stuff good stuff thank you all so much all right what do i have what do i have in the super chats let's go into that and i will take some calls 914-595-6953 or you can jump into the discord love to hear what you have coming up also another really quick thing quite frankly tv after hours programming is tonight at nine o'clock it is rabbit hole wednesdays and i just got sent this missive frank rabbit hole wednesday tonight a ridiculous collection of ufo videos some silly fake ones but some pretty compelling ones followed by a short documentary or presentation in the late in the late night portion that is sure to be quite trippy only on quite frankly.tv that came right from abe and the producers at TV. So if you're not watching there right now, make sure to switch over to there when this show concludes in an hour from now because it's Rabbit Hole Wednesdays. Everybody loves to go down a rabbit hole, don't they? All right, all right. Into our Super Chats. Now, all these right here will go to, that I'm about to read from, are going to go to ouramazinggrace.net. Doc Keck says, identity can only happen in relation to something else, because at minimum there is the identifier and the identified. Self-defined identity is an oxymoron, even more so when required of a child. Jesse James says, Frank, please accept this gift for Amazing Grace and her foundation from the Dangerous Info Podcast family. Jesse James. Thank you so much, Jesse for not only being a supporter of um, this week's initiative for Amazing Grace, but also a supporter of the show for years. And always, as always, good luck to Dangerous Info. Okay, so I had a couple last night that I was not able to read because I had to run out to band practice. Natalie J. said, Frank, would you ever be open to talking about a missing persons case? We have compelling local story, and the state of Washington might be to blame. Well, I mean, you can send me anything you have on that, Natalie. Is it something that you, you'd like to kick over to the Zells? But you can email me. Uh, send me any, any published stories and, and whatnot. That would be interesting. Um, one-way mail, thank you. All she said was grace. And then Lenny Kinney says, for grace. One love, Lynn. So that's going to be a nice gift when we do give it on to rumble PDR one 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 Very very generous. Thank you so much PDR for the rant PDR said the false flag is by the media for the media people like Steve Kerr are no different than German citizens who were naive Naive of the death camps these people are Nazis well, I think that there's a lot more. I, PDR, I think there's a lot more at, at play there. I really do that think that some people are just so immersed in their world for so long that when they get pulled away from it and everybody does have personal politics, especially if you work for a NBA team in that league for a California team, uh, obviously you know where you're going to lean. So there's all that for sure. I don't know how much they've ever really given themselves time to think about it but it's not a good look and it's obviously very ignorant selling the farm says i send a buck a show thanks frank a buck a show really adds up selling the farm thank you that's a couple of hundred shows uh a year damn come on rumble make something better of your damn rumble rants i gotta be able to separate these Deep Center Press says, You help me keep my sanity. Inform, entertain, muse. Now I jump down to the bottom again. Muse, and that's where we are at 26 plus months into this terraforming, atomizing society. And we are still here. Thanks for your work. I'm very happy to still be here. I'm happy to be here with all of you. I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. I had uh, another wave of... Almost like uh, a wave of gratitude that was overwhelming today. No matter what we're facing, I'm, I'm just so grateful for the things that I have. Um, and trying to keep that in frame and really amplifying that. Because it's very easy for that to be overshadowed by, as you know, anything. Brian Frank 1 says, I like turtles. Oh, damn. He also says, everyone needs the four G's. God, Guns, Gold, and Grub. Well, thankfully, I have a little bit of all that. And you can get Grub from uh, BlueMonsterPrep.com. I cannot bring you God, but uh, he's there. Guns, I I do not sell, sell, but I will, hopefully, I have to get on the phone with a contact that was given to me by Charlie Robinson. I think I should have a physical gold and silver sponsor soon. That, that may be really interesting. So I, I'll talk to you guys and gals about that, because I would love to be able to have that as a resource, even for myself. I would love I love buying from people that I know, and um, and there you have it. Nice group hanging out on Rockfin. No tips over there. So I just want to thank you all in general. I'll move on to the foxhole. Let's, we'll take some calls after that. Let's see here, going to the top, going to the top. CB Joey says, gotta go to bed. Well, sweet dreams, CB. But I need to drop some pills before bed for Grace. Well, thank you, but how am I going to, uh, well, CB, I, I hate to, to do this to you, but I don't know how I could get everything you have sent tonight separated from everybody else on foxhole and calculated and because you know a, a pill is not a dollar there's some kind of an exchange rate there that's why i was having everything for grace be on the of stream link um so if if you can match that in the of stream if you really wanted to send to our amazing grace that that would really be wonderful because i don't know uh I don't want to start splitting up all the other platforms because it's going to create extra work for me. I just really want to concentrate on that one thing. But thank you either way for your generosity. And CB Joey sent cans and cookies and damn. I, okay, well, maybe somebody can help me tally that up. I don't know. But everybody else, please don't do that. poo. Cookie fight? Oh, yeah, start one of those up. Swickly says, isolation is a killer. The opposite of love is not hate. It's the void of attention. The void of attention. Swickly also says, the shooting is controlled operation. Ask me how I know. Well, I'm streaming on YouTube tonight, so I'm not going to ask you that. Sean Joe, thank you. Witchy Poo again. Squickly says these people are cartoons they love to WEF. Or whiff their own farts. W E F. I get you. What else do we have? Don, uh, Born Deplorable 7684. A storm is a brewing, Frank. Now, Born Deplorable, everybody, if you, you don't remember, this was either last year or the year before. He called into the show on a Saturday night. And he was the one that brewed... A very special Dirty Boys um, beer. No, wait, wait, wait. Is Dirty Boys now? What was it for? Either way, he brewed a very special beer for quite frankly. I think it was the Dirty Boys. But there is a new beer being brewed. Unfortunately, he does not have the ability to ship over state lines to people who want to partake in this and of course it's a whole other licensing thing when you're selling alcohol but there is something else he's brewing very interesting recipe i'm not a beer drinker but when it's this personal i will down the bottle i'll find a way to do it even if i purge myself later but born deplorable i'm sure he'll be jumping in on on a saturday night show sometime soon hopefully i can get some of the guys over again it's uh very very seldom i see anybody anymore All right, let's go. 850, you're on the air. Who's this?
7: Hi, Frank. This is Kelly.
0: Kelly, welcome.
7: Well, uh, you just got me in the field. I'm sitting here on the couch with my cat and my dog, and you just talked about that overwhelming sense of gratitude. And I've been having that so much lately, and you just, I don't know, you made me all teary-eyed. You just, like, spoke straight to my heart, and I just wanted to call in.
0: It comes over you and it just it holds on to you for a little while there and i think that the worst part about it is um not knowing how to make it last all day you just want to hold on to it and but i'm happy that it uh it it sneaks up and bites me in the ass though it's it's great to have had it than not to have at all
7: i know and let me just tell you this real quick so my husband and i who he's actually out of town tonight he's a marine and he and i we just love your show but I keep having this scene in my head that comes over all the time. That final scene in the Grinch, when the Grinch tried to steal everyone's joy, and it just didn't matter. At the end of the day, it was all about love and the people around you that make you happy, and that's what I try to focus on.
0: Yeah. So, thank you. Well, well, thank you, uh, and, and thank you to your husband. Hold, first of all, let me, let me add you again. What, what do you want to be added as in the Skype?
7: oh okay uh well you can put me down as dion farm how's that what what farm Sion? yes dion and we live here in tallahassee florida but we're actually from new england and we're just you know it's a it's a little shout out to new england it's a family name
0: beautiful Sion farm well I, i gotta thank you and i think that it was i think that it was around christmas time i I'm pretty sure that there was one night around that that lead up to Christmas. I love I love those those especially those 2 weeks leading up to Christmas on this show because it's all about just just coziness and um, I was watching Grinch stole Christmas last year. Mhm. Uh-huh with Aurora right because it, it was on early enough where she was still awake, uh, awake and all that and she was running around and all that stuff and I uh it was just incredible like you say the resolve there at the end to have everything taken every even even a crumb, yeah. a crumb not too big not big enough for a mouse to uh, to feast on to have everything taken away and to sit at the top of your hill and to listen down at all mm-hmm. the who's and whoville expecting to hear them weeping and crying and in misery and instead be met by the sound of 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 singing and and joy and and to have that be like you know the the confusion at first and then of course it also is a thing that that warms him up and, and converts him. I don't know if the people who are <laughs> stealing all our presents are going to be converted, but we can definitely confuse them and throw them off and reject them in that way. And I, I think that that would be a wonderful way to proceed.
7: Yes, yes. And thank you so much. And I won't take any more of your time, but oh. we watch you every I,
0: we, we just love you. Well, send my best to uh, the husband and, and the rest of your family. And you didn't take any time from me. Thank you for enhancing the show. I'll talk to you soon.
7: Okay. Take care. Bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye. See on farm. See on farm, ladies and gentlemen. We have another super chat or a rumble rant here. Says, love to you and your family, Frank. It's always a pleasure to listen to your calm demeanor every night. That's from live free or die 1776. You know... I have been pretty calm. I, 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 I still, I mean, I'm not, I'm, I can be pretty rude. I can be pretty rude to the subjects that we, uh, <laughs> that we analyze on the show from time to time. But I have endeavored to find really interesting ways of tearing somebody limb from limb. Instead of, and, and I don't know the last time that I've yelled and whenever that has happened, you know, after the show, I'm always like, "What the fuck? What the fuck came over me?" And that has not happened in a long time, and I'm and I ha- I'm happy for it because that's just not something I want to be remembered uh, remembered for. But I uh, I appreciate that the calm demeanor. You're walking the tightrope; you have to be calm. You know, I just got a call. Damn it. I missed the call Hold on Okay, that didn't work. What about this one? Jeez Skype is a mess. My buddy Phil just called, and I wanted to get him on the air. Where the hell is he? Now I try calling him back. That's probably why it's not picking up. I haven't heard from Phil in a long time. It's great to hear him, see that he's out there. Let me take a call from Tammy first. What's going on, Tammy? Hello.
3: How you doing? I haven't talked to you in a long, long, long time.
0: Well, it's great to have you on. What's on your mind?
3: Well, first of all, to a happy belated anniversary to you and Lauren. Oh, thank you, Tammy. And just, I'm glad I can catch you live now. Circumstances have changed, and I not watch you live again. It's been a while, but guess who I met last Saturday in person? Who? Yeah, I met in person uh, John Paul MacIsaac. He's a computer store owner. Okay. Got Hunter's uh, laptop.
0: Hey, oh, he! Wait, wait! You met the 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 owner of the computer store that that uh, that is where Hunter's laptop ended up and made all the the, the news. Yes,
3: indeed, he, I did. Where'd you see him? Was but he like he,
0: he was like you know, He
3: was. Well, I'm a big supporter of um, Jackson Lawmeyer. He's running for U.S. Senate to, in our primaries coming up in June to unseat the trader james blankford and he was at one of those jackson law myers rallies
0: okay and, and he was he was and called
3: guess,
0: called up on stage as like uh, as somebody oh, to, yeah. to endorse him okay so he's making the rounds then huh
3: yeah yeah oh yeah jackson's got a lot of pretty decent endorsements so far but uh guess what else i got i got a thumb drive He made thumb drives for, you know, of course you make a donation to the campaign, which I had no problem doing that. A thumb drive of the data and stuff from that laptop, minus all the pornographic stuff. Nobody wants to see that, but emails, text messages, things like that.
0: So that's an that's an interesting perk right there, Tammy. That's that really is. Like, you can imagine imagine being able to to raise funds and say, hey, listen, if you if you subscribe to my work here, I will give you a a cloned version of Hunter laptops. <laughs> Yes. Oh, geez. And there's a lot of
3: stuff on there, too. I started looking, I'm like, boy, I'm tired. I can't. I mean, there's a lot. There's yeah. a lot there.
0: Your eyes will go crossed, and by the time you get through all of it, five other crimes against humanity will have already been committed by his family. So that, that, that's going to be that's, right. they They like making their crimes old news really quick with new crimes so that you don't know which one to concentrate on. <laughs> right. But, but right. Tammy, thank you for the call. I have to take a few more before I get my guest on at the end of the uh, hour. Have
3: a good night.
0: You too, and all the best to you and your family. Wonderful, wonderful, uh, wonderful well wishes there from Tammy. Um, I'm going to give my buddy Phil a really quick call again, see if I can get him on. No. Let's just try Skype. No. Well, now Skype is just shitting the bed. What am am I going to do? You know, thankfully, I've been taking all of these these calls. The important calls for guests and stuff on zoom now and I've actually learned how that all works. So I've conquered that monster because all the latency issues you you must have noticed with BCP and a few of our other guests recently, when they speak, the sound comes out and it's all synced, the audio and the video. So I got rid of all that drifting problem by just getting rid of Skype altogether. I'll still take it for on-the-fly calls and things like that, but still. All right, well. Now nobody's calls are coming through on Skype, so I'm just going to bounce away from that. Let me take a call in uh, on Discord. I see Albert is hanging out. Albert, go ahead. What's on your mind tonight? Go ahead, Albert. How's it going, Frank? Oh, it's going. It's great to hear from you. What's on your mind?
6: Oh, the goldfish bowls are on my mind, but, you know... You know what I'm talking about? Yes. That's awesome.
0: I, I, I don't you know. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> like one, one trip around the goldfish bowl, and that's as long as your memory goes.
6: No, no. Well, then, then yeah, what? that that works too. But okay. I'm talking about the goldfish bowls you were talking about the other night, because you know all that water out in space. Oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh yes! Yeah. Oh yes! Yes, I was waiting. I was waiting. I said, you know, I I didn't even think that you were going to call in to talk about that, but uh... oh, come on, that's
6: so hilarious, dude! It's like yes, the astronauts keep having there there must be just problems with you know keeping the lens fastened together in the
0: wait, pool wait 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 always, oh oh so you're you're saying that it's not that it didn't actually get through the firmament into the ocean of space this was all just stuff that was filmed in a pool in Nevada somewhere absolutely okay so you, there's no way there's no way to actually get into the ocean above
6: how how, how do you well, not as far as we know, but I mean there's a there's ways to get in the NASA diving pool, you know, and it's oh, okay. funny they have all those bubbles in the videos and and the astronauts' helmets keep filling with. Uh, water. So now, what is it? Is it they're saying that, oh, they went through the firmament and space is actually water and it's filling the... When, when it, does it end? It, isn't, dude? Isn't this that, is such isn't
0: a bad Disney movie. But isn't that what you said? Because you sent me a video once with the that there was an underwater, uh, an ocean, under the ocean. And that there, right. was, there was almost like uh, it, it was too bu- this there was a divider that was too buoyant to get through it, but you saw that there was another ocean under the ocean. So right, and then the guy that discovered that and was like on tour,
6: uh, I don't know his name off the top of my head. You know, he accidentally died in a helicopter accident shortly thereafter. So you know how that goes. I mean, I, you know, it's it's like I like I've said for years, ever since you've known me, you know, flat Earth cures everything. It just literally cures everything. How? Because that's the biggest lie. And once people figure that out... Well, it's going to be a lot different than the election. But until then, you know, astronauts have helmets filling with water in space. And, you know, rocket propulsion is still impossible in a vacuum. But, you know, it, it keeps people happy. So, other than that, I mean, everything's going great. Um... You know, as far as, like, the food prices and all that, that just, you know, a time in our life. What's a great book to describe that, you know? A Tale of Two Cities. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Right. But it was our time. It was and, ours. And, and I'm, I'm kind of enjoying our time. And this one guy I listened to at, like, seven and nine once said, you know, somebody was having fun in the dark ages. That's still one of my great favorite quotes
0: yeah the, 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 the dark ages was somebody's good old days we've got to make that's this right we've got to make this our good old days i mean that's just it i mean it, it, it well, it's may, all we have it's <laughs> all we have it really is so that's what i i i try to i try to make a, a focus of so you definitely help that along albert i thank you again for the call my pleasure enjoy your evening my friend alright be well there you go that is Albert I just dropped him into the international line so he can terrorize somebody from Belgium if they show up and uh yeah I don't know whatever I listen listen there's a lot of people out there um who go very very with the whole flat earth or whatever the shape of the earth is and all that for that be to be the cure all You're never going to get people to jump onto that train, never, unless you're walking very slowly in its direction to the point where so much of this other stuff, you're not going to unravel this stuff by, you know, you show up to uh, to the Golden State Warriors press conference over there and try to tell Steve Kerr, listen, listen, I know what just happened in Texas is horrible, but you have to understand we have bigger fish to fry. The earth is flat. Sure, you're going to change a lot of hearts there. No, 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 you're saying gun control. Gun control is not going to do anything. I'm telling you, the cure-all for everything is flat earth. It'll make sense one day. It'll make sense one day. Uh, Good thing, uh, good thing, though. I just want to put that out there. A little bit of uh, light entertainment for Albert. I'm going to be bringing my good buddy Max. Max and Caporato is coming back on the show soon, and he is a—he's uh, a scientist. He is an astronomer. He's actually—he's building a rocket. He's building a rocket that is going into orbit. He has actually soldered some of this stuff together, and I—he's an incredibly smart guy a lot of i've known him for a very long time and i want to start bringing him on for science science spots and and cool things like that so i'm sure that'll be um that'll be interesting for the uh small percentage of the audience who doesn't want to hear anything about space so that's in the future though We'll see what happens. All right, really quick break. We'll be right back.
2: This Department of Homeland Security board that was going to try to bring together different
0: parts of the government and
2: what they're doing to try to stop people from getting tricked by lies on the Internet. Sounded logical, but this
1: thing was doomed to fail. It became a conservative meme. They called it the Ministry of Truth.
0: Oh, they're going to help people not get tricked by lies on the Internet. We need the mannequin, some 80-year-old guy who can't even speak a complete sentence to help me figure out what's real. He loved the idea idea of a ministry of truth why does he like that so much well then it hit us brian stelter is in fact assuming he's a real person basically lifted directly from the pages of 1984 the orwell novel ask yourself does this sound like anybody who was a weekend show on cnn quote He was a faddish but active man of paralyzing stupidity, of massive imbecile enthusiasms. One of those completely unquestioning devoted drudges, on whom, more even than on the thought police, the stability of the party depended. Fatality. Was George Orwell a prophet? Yeah, clearly he was
5: lulu had a baby she named him tiny tim she put him in the piss butt to teach him how to swim he swam to the bottom he swam to the top lulu got excited and pulled him by his cocktail ginger ale five cents a glass if you don't like it just shove it up your ass Ask me no more questions, I'll tell you no more lies. A man got hit with a bag of shit, and that's the reason why.
2: <laughs> red, it, red, it, reddit, get it! a ah, Have frankly at TV. Click on the Reddit logo, join us! Engage in discussion topics, share your favorite clips, watch your favorite clips. You don't have a Reddit, well get signed up! For all them juicy deets, visit quitefrankly.tv.
5: Oh!
0: into band practice last night when i got into band practice last night i told the guys i said you know i just got off air and uh in lieu of an intermission i played the 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 vapor music video and when i came back from that break i told everybody you know we have never played that live and they're all like you're right we haven't and and we were going to once so i think that was after after june 1st Anthony has to have a procedure done uh, to his ear after June 1st, our our date out in in Queens, playing there. But once we get back in the saddle, I think he has to be, you know, resting and and recovering and all that stuff for, uh, I I forgot how many weeks. But I think the first thing we're going to do as a band, I'm going to tell them we got to put a date on the schedule for an in-studio stream again and do an online performance. I would love to play vapor and uh, and other things so I'm glad you all enjoyed that. Glad you all enjoyed that uh, let's see our guest for the evening has just slipped into the uh, has just slipped into the zoom Matteo are you there?
2: I-, I am so here.
0: oh man it's so great to have you on
2: oh my god I'm it's it's so good to be here with you. It yes.
0: Really is. Now listen, it's been a it's been a little while. I forget even when you uh, when you came on the show for the first time. That was back. When, I mean, I remember Rob was part of the the story there. But I'm yeah. Trying it was to... a couple
2: months ago. It was a couple months ago. Just sort of talking about the natural building world, how we can connect uh, to like resources that don't uh, rely on this system that seems so hell bent on collapsing itself.
0: It was a tremendous night because we learned a lot about your personal story, you leaving the concrete jungle of Los Angeles and and, and really just looking out into the world. And then now here you are in in Western New York and you are not only uh, improving upon your own personal lot in life by really, uh, by building these naturally intelligent houses, we're well, yeah. talking about the 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 energy that flows through the house just by by even uh, paying attention to details like where you are getting the clay paint how you are uh, how you're putting this stuff together but you are also opening up people's minds and doing um doing uh, educational seminars and events and all that and that's why i wanted to bring you on tonight i know that this spring and this summer is going to be pretty busy for you and uh and that you want to open up the door to people who want to expand on this knowledge and become more independent so where are we going what's on your schedule and what should people know about what's happening
2: yeah that's all good yeah i think it's it's just for me personally I want uh, as many people as possible to, do, to, to have that experience with the earth, with clay, with a building material that is available to pretty much everyone around the globe because it's, it's this resource that's literally right below the topsoil. And you can build you know, little sheds, you can build little pizza ovens, you can, can, you can clay plaster your bedrooms or your, your, your house, but you can also build homes and little cabins and survival shelters. In, in, in things that, that don't require uh, money. And that's what really attracted me to start with, and this is what I do with workshops and with apprenticeships, is that I want to bring people into this world with real hands-on experiences so that they can, they can learn by doing and then take that to wherever they're, they're living. And so we're having, we have workshops you know, all spring and summer, from my website. You can check those out. But I'm also wanting to just really speak to your audience here about apprenticeship programs. On my property, we have a 30-foot diameter yurt, which would host an apprentice, which we do often in the summer. We host two-week to one-month-long apprenticeship programs, where this summer we're building a straw-bale barn, uh, outdoor cob classroom with a pizza oven, so an earthen oven, where you can cook anything you you can in a pizza or in an oven and um yeah and many more things here on this on this property but it's really cool to work with people that are excited to actually turn off the news and turn on this this world that's all around us
0: well i, I remember watching even just uh how how your your children you have you have one or two children i forget
2: I have one daughter. She's five and a half. Her name's Aurelia. Beautiful, light of my life, for sure.
0: Oh, that's and that's the see that, that's great because I've uh, I remember watching even the videos on your Instagram of you just bringing your entire family into these into these um, actually the the piece behind you. I know that as on your Instagram too, on the yeah. wall over there. I saw that on the wall and to see how the whole family's always uh, in on it and it just but here's the thing it's one thing to have a project it's another thing to source all the materials or most of the materials of your project just from your property if you can with the with the or, or the,
2: down the road I mean Frank, we have so many it's about we've got to really connect with each other in real life, so I think so many of us are we don't know our own neighbors and it's like we all have all these resources and if we can just connect a little bit more just slowly right especially as everything around us seems to be crumbling they want us to all feel like it's crumbling and it's like oh no no it's just providing this platform for us to actually connect so we can grow and build what we actually need to do which is these small systems small like groups of people that are relying on each other not on these big Uh, And these systems that are, you know, based in China or wherever they're based out of, you know, these these products that they're not only not good for us, but they don't come from here.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. No, I then that's the one thing I wanted. I remember we were talking about as well. Is just that that communal uh, sense. Of everybody, people, obviously, um, when they start hearing about people who live and share and all that stuff, you're like, oh, okay, how how crazy commie is this going to get? But then when you start when you push, pack all, push past all the stigma and you realize how it's you and the earth and your family, your house, your homestead, um, your your food that that bartering. And that sharing and that being good neighbors, it is the ultimate form of independence. It's the ultimate form of self-ownership. It's what—it's really the only way to really protect ourselves in any way, different shades of it. I know some people are just trapped right now in suburban yeah. and urban areas. you but, but can do
2: it in the urban setting, too. I mean, Frank, I think on some level, yeah, when you first hear, like, you build with the earth, it's like... like no, no, we're clay plastering walls, right? Yes, that's a high-end product or lime plastering a wall. I can be contracted out for these things. But it's like, no, what you're doing is you're inviting people in to make spaces beautiful and healthier, right? We're not using toxic materials. And then neighborly stuff, this isn't about a commune. This is about me getting to know my neighbor down the road whose family's lived here for three generations and they got a tractor. Do I need to buy a tractor or do I need to have a relationship with my neighbor? so that when he needs something from me, I can share it with him. You know, it's, it's not necessarily, I, I mean, I think what the, all, all this information that's being peddled is like, it, it's trying to distract us by saying something like, oh no, this is hippie stuff. And this isn't hippie stuff, this is how we survive. This is what makes life great. It's like, when I know my neighbor and he invites me over for his barbecue, that's great. Like, I want my neighbors to be my friends. So how do we do that? That's an interesting concept because we're all in different spaces, but you know, that's one of our main goals here is like maybe I don't have all the resources on my property, but where can I source them around this property? It's like from the people that live here too because they know stuff. They know a lot more than me.
0: You become an ambassador of your own country. And the other right. thing the other thing there is that you you actually when you're put in a position like that and you start realigning your perspective on life in that way. You actually start understanding what community actually means in in, in every other aspect of our modern digital society. When somebody, I, I was actually, it's funny that we're we're bringing this up now because last night, as I was rolling up to the to my uh, my house uh, after the show, and uh, I was getting home to, to you know be with Lauren and all that stuff. Somebody on the ra- on a radio commercial or something mentioned something about as our communities are and i said to myself i cannot believe that we live in a time where they have ruined the word community to me when everybody's whenever somebody says the the community they're always talking from this shallow uh political angle of you're you are representing a certain demographic of voter and what is really a community you you're talking about community right here um and it's uh it's truly incredible. If we can really get back to that, that would be the, one of the greatest gifts in this time of chaos ever. Well,
2: here's, here's the cool thing about that is like, I, I'm, I'm with you on that word. Like the, all these words, they, they, they're loaded with all these meanings. But it's like, what doing like earthen building, cob building, what's this, what this has done for me and for the people that involve themselves in this, where they take a workshop or they come do an apprenticeship, is that it actually invites people to like come talk with you. So when we're doing anything and I'm mixing mud or I'm digging mud or I ask a guy down the road who works for the town and he's driving big dump trucks. And I'm like, hey, could I get that load of clay that you just dug up out of that ditch and just dump it in my house? And he's like, what are you using that for? And he's like, oh, you're that clay guy, aren't you? <laughs> it's like all of a sudden you start to have conversations and they're like, oh, I could bring you something else. And then it's like, well, where do you live? Who, what, what's your fa- Who's your family? like? You know, oh, I know your daughter. She works at the school down there, right? You know, like, how do we create relationships with the people that are all around us? Because that's what's going to make us stronger. Hmm. I mean, not, not like hoarding stuff, not like just going to the store and like buying as much toilet paper as you can, but like getting to know each other so that when we actually need each other, we have each other. And, you know, this is what I learned in like all my disaster relief work that I've done. It's like people come together in disaster. And I don't want to do it. I don't want to have to do it when it's just disaster time. I want to do it now. I want to do it when it's, I mean, it sort of feels like disaster time, but I, I we still have all these conveniences. So our project at Cobb therapy with my family, um, we're trying to like, at least inspire that on some level right. and then invite it.
0: So do you, do you use toilet paper? <laughs> what do you, yeah, what do you, yeah, do, what we, do
2: you, or do we you source? use toilet paper. Do you source that? Um, but we don't flush toilets. We use composting
0: toilets. Okay. Okay. So the, the and, and what about, what about the, uh what about the, the electricity? Is that all solar?
2: No, no. We bought this on this land. It was already uh, grid tied. So we just, we just inherited what was here. So on our building projects, we're, we're going off the grid. But what we have here is we're we're already tied in. So we're,
0: we're cool. Enough. But I have to imagine that that's just like the only utility that you have or one of yeah, them, we,
2: we heat with wood and, and it, it's just, it's just a fun way to, to, to be in relationship with everything that's around us. So we don't have relationship with this energy. Cause I just flick a switch and you pay a bill, but it's like when you have your solar off the grid panel and you don't have sun, you know, well, you're not going to use the blender.
0: Mm-hmm. You're just
2: not going to use the blender.
0: Well, how many people? So, so the lessons. The last time we spoke on the show, how mm-hmm. many people have come out and been a part of your uh, your events? Um, and, yeah. wh- and And as a, like a sub question to that, is it more? Are people attracted to you a little bit more regionally where they come out, or are you having people from anywhere else, like hundreds or even thousands of mile away, coming to either learn? or move around the same area as you and actually permanently relocate. That's what I'm interested in. Yeah, no,
2: we have have people that come from, you know, I wouldn't say out West, but definitely in the Northeast, come to our workshops for sure on site. Uh, We have two pizza oven workshops coming up, June 11th and 12th and June 18th and 19th, um, where, you know, it's a cool little two day workshop where people build a foundation using natural stones that we find and then we build a foundation and then build a pizza oven and that's really an exciting kind of event for anyone because who doesn't like pizza right um but it's cool to just see the whole process of a build that starts from the ground up and you see an, the end product in just two days because when eight people work together um there's a lot that can get done and so that's that's another thing that a component that people really enjoy about this process is that it requires other people you can't just Can't do it on your own. No. Um, because you're mixing. So you, you need other people. So it's like, yeah, we've had clay plaster workshops in the winter. So instead of using paint and these toxic products that cost all this money, it's like we can we can harvest clay, process it, and then put it on walls and make your walls not only feel better, but they're they're actually promoting the health of the indoor environment in your space. So there's all these benefits. There's all these benefits to to clay because we evolved with clay. So it's like, my God, if I listed all the health benefits of why we should be all living in a room full of clay, let alone it it reduces EMF radiation and another cool tid. I don't know if I told you this in the last podcast, but it literally, it can't be seen through by the, by technology. So when they're shooting, Cameras through, the, through satellites trying to look into spaces, they can't see into mud huts in Afghanistan. Why? Because the clay is alive. There's electrical energy that's between all the platelets of the clay molecules, and it creates an electrical field. So you can't actually see through it. Um, so, so there's all these amazing components to why you want to use clay. And it's just beautiful. So you're like, oh, it's beautiful, but there's all these other things. So whatever floats your boat, people come to the workshops for for their own reasons. But it's like, I just want people to like understand they don't need a store. It just right. takes some time and it takes relationship with the materials and with the people all around you.
0: Yeah, so, so that's 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 a lot of things that I, I really took away from the last time we were on the air, just to learn about how your living space can actually really be living it's alive and you yeah. are you are communing with it and it's just uh it's just incredible so um oh, oh what about food are you uh are you do a, a lot of permaculture as well oh, yeah yeah
2: yeah my wife my wife does um some clay plastering with me and she does some cob building work with me but she's a uh, amazing uh plant goddess i guess you would call her she just speaks with plants she's growing plants we've got all sort. i mean we're We're trying to do as many perennials as possible. And if you don't know what a perennial is, it just means something that you don't have to plant each year. You plant it once, like a sea berry or elderberry.
0: Are you 100% every night?
2: Raspberries, right. And then you don't have to tend them after they get out of their little young stage of life. Right. And then they just provide you food year after year. That's what we're trying to do here. So annual plants are cool, but you got to plant the seed every year and you got to like bring in more biomass and try to figure out how not to let the slugs kill the plants and all that, right? So, yeah, we're doing a lot of our own food growth. We're trying to do as much as possible. We do a lot of wild harvesting, and Peaches takes people on wild plant walks so that people can identify the wild plants that exist everywhere around us, and we call them weeds, or we don't even know what they are. We're, we're afraid of all this food that's all around us, and we go to the grocery store and buy this, this stuff that's full of whatever chemicals they put in it,
0: it yeah. could
2: control us really
0: the the uh, I, I the, the closest I got to permaculture well I mean my, my grandparents they 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 planted a, a bunch of stuff we didn't never really had a lot of a lot of uh, room but the room that we did have it was you know uh, tomatoes peppers the, every once in a while pumpkin squash things like that but after a while less and less and then I do remember being sent on assignments with my brother into the into the 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 driveway to pick all the dandelion leaves so we can make dandelion salads and uh, so that was a, that was a lot of that was the extent of our permaculture at one point go pick the dandelion Ooh, that's leaves that's great frank that's amazing that's what they were all eating during the depression though go go pick the dandelions and um but but so so how much of your food supply of your your daily um your daily eating and all that stuff what percentage do you think is all homegrown at this point what do you still have to go outsource by uh, through local farms and stuff.
2: Well, I do a lot of trade and bartering. So, like when I go do work at someone's ha- a farm for example, I just trade them for me. Mm. So it, it, so we're, we're growing, you know, we're we're harvesting during harvest season when it's not winter for sure. We're harvesting like 75% of our food for ourselves. Um and that's either through trade or that's through like us growing it ourselves and just using it like Mm. you know i hunt too so it's like you know I, i have this is this is what is available to me at my in my environment so this is why i think it's so important with community i think so many of us get tied up with we should do everything and it's like hey if you live in an urban place you have other things to add to the what community or whatever we say the network right our network and it's like we just have to really value ourselves in that where it's like yo man i got all the asparagus i got asparagus for days bro you don't need to buy asparagus but i need help with my website i don't know you know something like this it's like how do we trade this stuff that's well, what i'm i'm really curious and interested in with with as many you know as many people as make sense yeah so i want to inspire that for nodes to happen in all over all, in 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 places all over the place so we don't have to rely on our government or these these corporations that really don't have our best interests in mind.
0: Matt, uh, Matteo, it becomes more and more important. That's why when you you reached out to to check in and we were just, we went back and forth, had to get you on the show. We have to check in more and more uh, over time because as you can see, the world is become one of those places that really is the, the the greatest selling point or the greatest marketer for those people out there like yourself who are really fully invested in what we are being encouraged uh, in a in a real dire manner too. We are being encouraged to revisit and to go back to, and it's yeah. uh, it's not only something that would be therapeutic, as you said, there's Cobb therapy and we can get into that again one day when you come back on for a full segment. But, uh, not only is it therapeutic, but it could very well be life-saving. And, yeah. um, so yeah, again, let everybody know Cobb and-, yeah,
2: and and email me. I want people to email me too directly. So it's like Mateo Lungren at gmail.com. Just, you know, that that's how I, you know, that's that's a great way for us to start communications if you're like, you know what, I have two weeks, I want to take two weeks off of work, or I have two weeks, or I have a month, or I have this whole July. It's like, let's see if it'll work for you to come out if you if you're interested in these skills, you want some natural building skills, you wanna, you wanna see how it's all sort of operating on, on this little small scale that we have, you know, I welcome it. I, I welcome, you know, uh, applications which are literally just conversations with me on email.
0: Mm that's well i hope that that, that takes place uh matteo and i hope that in all I, I i've been looking at your uh your s- schedule over here the workshops you have a lot on the schedule it looks like you have some of the some stuff that even stretches already into the fall
2: yeah yeah i mean we're building i'm building several things sometimes people turn it off to like a private kind of thing and so then i just invite people locally to like to come help us
0: oh is that but what i want to is that what the I mean, extra since is? i know
2: you frank and i feel like we've got this little connection it's like i know you have an audience and maybe there's only three people but it's like i want those three people to be like hey oh my god i've never heard of this or i have heard of this and there's this guy that actually exists and he sort of gets it he gets it on a level that i actually know the quite frankly podcasts you know like come like learn something even if it was like for three days you know like i want to invite that so that we can like share we can share and then we can grow and then when the time comes we we're ready we're ready for whatever we need to be ready for
0: yeah we see these workshops all this is this is wonderful and i really hope that you get a couple of people inquiring even if it's just some cross country uh info sharing and and whatever there's a lot of people right now that may not be able to travel very far but are in such desperate desperate need uh and they have interest in in just finding little practical ways to start to hopefully one day be able to get to where you and your family are and what you're doing for so many other families Matteo, thank you so much for the time here tonight my friend let me know any anything that i can ever do to to promote an upcoming workshop that you think anybody in the area uh would, would be interested in in particular or Anybody who will want to come and travel to hang out with you and learn, just let me know Or we go. You got friends over here. Appreciate you, Frank. All right, man. Have a good one and send my best to the wife. Oh
2: my God. As to you, Peaches and Aurelia, they, they're they lovely beings and they make my life great. So I know what family's all about. So let's just make it bigger, buddy.
0: Peaches, Aurelia, and Mateo. What a, what a trio. I love the names. All right. Have a good one, my friend. All right. Later. Take care. Cobbtherapy.com. There you go. We did a little bit of venting tonight. You know, some stuff, not so pleasant things. I wanted to make sure. I wanted to make sure that we had something nice, something solution-based, and something hopeful, and light, to hang our hats on. And it came in the form of Matteo Lundgren. So I have his his link in the description of the video. And now we're going to go into our super chats and we're going to get off maybe a couple of moments early because I want to give you guys some time to get over to quitefrankly.tv where it is rabbit hole Wednesday. Whole bunch of UFO stuff. UFOs and and more. UFOs and more. So hope that you're all there with us and chilling. So here we go. Over to the foxhole. I want to thank Stowstube, who sends a ship. Stowstube, thank you so much. I'm going to go and make sure that that scratchin is released right now. You guys and gals have been so incredibly generous with us over there, and thank you for supporting the network. That is, uh, that's the, the chief contributor to the network budget over there with the foxhole. You guys, through your contributions, are only expanding and growing our possibilities to finally get this to a 24-7 operation. In due time. Thank you to everybody over there on Rockfin. Thank you to all of those very, very horny individuals on DLive. i sure they're watching right now and having a good time. Rumble has been especially busy tonight. I cannot thank you all enough. Live Free or Die and, and um, PDR and Selling the Farm. Thank you guys so much. Deep Center Press. they now over to Stream. One last go through over there. Flange BC. Flange says for grace. Thank you, Flange. Larkstar444. Frank, listening to Vapor. Move my soul. Giving to grace honors my heart. Thank you. Thank you, Lark, so much. And I, I'm sure I cannot wait to get this all over to the Foundation and uh, let you guys know what the final tally was and... I will certainly read back any kind of correspondence we get because this is all you're giving as well as mine. And uh, like I said, I'm going to match. I'm going to match the first 500. Doc Keck. Oh, that was from before. But I appreciate it still. Thank you, guys. That's all I have for you. So tomorrow, I have just been told that Rob is not going to be around tomorrow. The, I think he, I think he has tickets to... I think he's going to go see the Rangers play. Or he's going to watch the Ranger game from a place that's not MSG. I I don't know. Either way, it's Rangers night tomorrow, I was told. So he is not going to be here, but we're still going to do six degrees of separation. I'll be here, and we will do six degrees of separation. And we have some wonderful, wonderful submissions. So we're going to see all of the famous people or infamous people that you are related to or know or come in contact with or have some kind of a strange link to. It's going to be a great night. Thursday and then Friday is going to be great because we have a special guest coming in town. That's right, coming into town. So I'm excited. Thank you to everybody that's watching on Theta, the little jacuzzi room over there, people hanging out. Your YouTube has been lively as usual tonight. Twitch, all the same. We know We know that Twitch crowd, they are a... A species unto their own. Unto themselves, I should say. And I'm off. Save a horse. Ride a conspiracy theorist. There's plenty of us out there. And I will see you tomorrow. Thank you, guys and gals, for the wonderful company and the good humor. Nighty-night.
1: I'll catch you on the flip side.
0: Quite Frankly is film for our live studio audience and now our Super Chatters. Starting from the top, Flange BC, Larkstar, Stostube, Doc Keck, Jesse James, Natalie J, One Way Mail, and Lenny Kinney. You guys and gals have been wonderful to me. Have a wonderful night, and get over to quitefrankly.tv. I will see you there soon. Lots of kooky stuff to fill up the rest of the evening. Nighty night.
5: Son of a bit son of a big bit uh gun. You thought I was gonna say as son of a bitch, didn't you? <laughs> Will you shut up? now yeah.